Vivaldi's Four Seasons means that it's time once again for this week's Senior Moments program. The Four Seasons theme mirrors our lives, and hopefully we will all have many, many more seasons to enjoy. As you know, we do this show on behalf of the Glen Cove Senior Center. Good morning, everyone. I'm Nina Held. And I'm Stuart Held. Senior Moments is here every third week of the month. Our WCWP podcast, Senior Moments, can be heard once the show has been aired. Keep us on your calendar to tune in. Good morning, my dear Nina, and how do you feel this morning? Oh, I am just dandy. Absolutely. No, just dandy. I'm just dandy. <laughs> yes, I, I'm very fine. Thank you very much. Um, let's get to today's discussion. Yeah, tell us about today's okay. show. Okay. Um, it concerns a young lady who is very persistent and who deals in home care and nursing. This, these are subjects in which we're very interested, as you know. Carolyn Ipel is also a two-time cancer survivor. Took my breath away, frankly, when I read her bio and learned about this. So we have much to discuss So definitely looking forward to this incredible guest. And oh, yes, Carolyn is known to do volunteer work and happens to be the Senior Moments Show's producer. And now it's time for our Wacky Wacky Word of the Week. The wacky word we chose today is one we, (laughs) we use very frequently in our family. The word is kvel. We have reason to Yes, use it. it is a verb and means to be extraordinarily proud, to rejoice. I must point out that today is our youngest granddaughter's birthday. Yes. We are kvelling <laughs> that she is 23 years old and wish her all the good luck. That's used in a sentence. Well, I just used it in a sentence, <laughs> so the heck with my grandmother. <laughs> uh, the origin we're pleased to inform you that the word kvel is derived from the Yiddish kveln, meaning to be delighted, which in turn comes from the Middle High German word kvelen, meaning to well, to gush, or to swell. <laughs> Yiddish has been a wellspring of creativity for English, giving us such delightful words as meister, this is one who is knowledgeable about something, maven, expert, and shtick, one special activity, just to name a few. I also have to mention schlep, because that, which is to drag, that is actually in the dictionary. Okay, so enough about fell. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was today's wacky word well, of the week. Well, fell was today's <laughs> wacky word of the week. You threw me off there. <laughs> well, that's what I love to do. Yes, every week we try to come up with the joke or fact or idiom that we want to share with you. It is now time for our... Did you know? With a little help from Newsday, I found an interesting fact in, the, in this day in history's column. In the year of 1690, the first paper money in America was issued by the Massachusetts Bay Colony to finance a military expedition to Canada. I wonder if that was backed up by gold or silver because paper money was a very unusual for that period or time. Well, anyhow, I thought it was an interesting fact so you go and give your I interesting have, I do? Okay. And how about this one? 
1913, the 16th Amendment to the Constitution providing for a federal income tax was ratified. Well, that's probably when the IRS was started. It goes back so a long time. It goes back a long time. Boy, those were dry facts. Very dry. <laughs> well, I was very dry today. I mean, yeah. How dry our, I am. <laughs> considering our subject, I mean, anyhow. Yes. Okay. Interesting facts were today's. Did you know? And now to introduce today's guest. Carolyn was born and raised in Huntington and still lives on Long Island, but she's now in Glen Cove, happily for us. She is married and has one child who is about to graduate college. She is a client services consultant with Provatus Care, which provides home care and nursing care. Carolyn started her career in senior care over 20 years ago, working for an assisted living where she was an administrator. She has a passion for seniors and is devoted to helping people have a better quality of life safely and with dignity. Carolyn is also passionate about photography, animals, and giving back, especially in regards to volunteering for the homeless. Her favorite places, Montauk, Maine, and New York City. <laughs> Good choices. Now, Carolyn is a two-time lymphoma survivor. Carolyn, welcome to the show for which you are the, <laughs> the producer. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here today. Yes. Hello. Uh, so, yeah, Long Island girl. You never came via the city to Queens to the way was the our family out there all the time. Actually, when I was born, my parents had just moved to Huntington two months before. Ah, see, yes. see, that's our generation. Yes, your parents. So they moved from Queens out yeah. to Long Island. Yeah. So you I, really. Yes. Go ahead. No, what I'm waiting for you. I'm just curious. You you had a chance to get off of Long Island. Why did you stay on Long Island? Well, for two reasons, and that's a great question. So I have a large family uh-huh. who I am extremely close to, and I could never imagine not being near them. So wow, they're my life. Yes. They're my support. I love them. I adore them. And I wanted to be near them. I also love Long Island. I think it's one of the most beautiful places to live. I think it's a great place to raise a family. Um, we have such wonderful communities. Yeah. We have such large expanses of land, our parks, our beaches. And yeah. we're also so close to one of the greatest cities in the world. Right. Boy, is she a spokesman for I love Long Island. <laughs> yeah, wow. we got to tell uh, the present county executive. Yeah, or let's call Cuomo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my roots are here. I don't yes. think I'll ever leave. I know a lot of people head south. I just don't see myself doing that. Yeah. I really love it here. Yeah. And tell us yeah. a little bit about your daughter. So we Catherine. Get a little bit Aww, she's yeah. my sweetie pie. Well, she's 22. Mm. She is graduating Queens College this spring. Um, she has a very strong interest in criminal justice. Oh, really? Yeah, she wants yeah. to make a change in the world. She wants to be do good so, and so make a difference. she wants to become a lawyer? Mm, possibly. She also is very interested in prison reform. Ah. So we'll see where things take her, but she wants to take a year off before going back for her master's, which if she stays in criminal justice, she'll go to John Jay. Yes, are you, are of you course. Are pockets deep enough so she can go to Europe? 
No. No. <laughs> no, so not right she, now. So if she takes a year off, what would she do? She would she'll intern work, somewhere? She'll, yeah, she'll, she'll intern. See yes. if she likes that. Correct. Uh, right now she's working part-time at a local Glen Cove establishment, which she has a lot of fun at, and oh, she's good. made some good yeah. friends. But she'll do an internship. Yeah. And she just needs a break right now for a year. She said, Mom, I need a break. Well, I... I and. Uh, I have to tell you that this is one of the things about our Sammy, whom we said is turning 23. She entered the seven-year program at Quinnipiac to become a doctor of physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Now, this is without a break. Right. This, except she did do one semester over in Ireland at the at the sister Which university. Which was pretty much a break. That was a six-month. Yeah, that I guess that was a break. But it, it's a long haul. Mm-hmm. She, we're trying to keep her from being burned out. Yes, it not really, easy to do. Yeah, because now she every no summers off. She's got classes all summer. And she's a very demanding student yeah, of herself. She okay. is overly demanding of mm-hmm. herself. So there we. Are you close with your daughter? Extremely close. We have an unbreakable bond. Yes, Yes, extremely close. I feel very blessed. Yes, and you are. Yes, it is. I know that. But also I have to say that it shows you kids like yours, like Catherine, like Samantha, like any of our other grandchildren who are in careers now, who mm-hmm. have gotten themselves educated and in careers where they can make a difference here, here. here in our society, mm-hmm. here. Why, you know, we, why do we come down on these kids so much, these kids who live in their parents' basements or, you know? <laughs> uh, that I don't understand, yeah. but that's another, right. that's we'll, we'll talk about thing. that another show. <laughs> <laughs> I do have friends that say to her, yeah. Catherine, it's time for you to move out and get a, your own apartment in the city. No, no, she no. She said, I really young. love being home, and why would I want to be in a little 400-square-foot apartment in New York City paying $1,800 a month? That's another point. Right. I know. $1,800, we have friends who just moved in the city into a two-bedroom apartment in Long Island City, over $4,000 a month. I yes. couldn't, I couldn't right. see that. And she yeah. loves open space. She knows what she likes, so yeah. I'm very proud of her for Good. that. So Good. Tell us a little bit about your volunteer work. Yeah. Um, I'm involved in a lot of different causes. Um, so, you know, I love um, animal rescue. I love working with the homeless. I love cooking for the homeless shelters. Oh. It's just a passion. Um it's it's just something I feel it's what we can do for yeah. people. You know, I also think volunteering and advocating um, are the driving forces for creating change. I mean, we need to work alongside those people whose daily realities are shaped yeah. um, by their every day, you know, and to really learn that. And yeah. how can we best help? No. We can't ignore them. No. We can't get, walk past them. How did you get involved with the Senior Center? Oh, my goodness. So I've been involved with the Senior Center for as long as I've been in senior care. And I've known Carol Waldman as long, too. And I just think she's such an amazing person. And she gives so much. And she gives back so much. And she's just tireless. And we always said we cannot say no to Carolyn. Of course. Carol and Carol. To to either one of you. (laughs) Yes, yes. She is wonderful. She's a one of a kind. One of a kind. One in a million. One in a million. And she has staffed the Senior Center with people. I think, Mm -hmm. like her. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And people that truly care and want to make a difference. Precisely. Precisely. Do you do any of the activities uh, at the Senior Center, or do you come to Not so much these days. And Carol, if you're listening, remember, I want to do those things. I always ask her. Yes, but you're not old enough. 
No, not I would like to help. <laughs> no, not to participate. Not I want to help. You, you see, know, I that, really love that. I want to be a part of. That's what that's I said what, to her the yes. other day, too. Right. I said I, I somehow can't avail myself of the things that are being presented for the seniors, but I want to help. Yes, absolutely. I want to work. I want to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. yes, they exactly. do great things. Well, now. you do know that Nina serves on the board of Sage. Of Sage, I do know that. Which yes. is the so, fundraising arm mm-hmm. of the senior center. So that is uh, gratifying. Th- that you're a recommended person for that. Thank you. You know, you that. ought to be recommended for the board of directors. Well, thank you. We can talk about that. Oh, <laughs> I'm saying you, you very have much. a hobby. And one of it is happens to be something that's very close to my heart. It's in photography. Yes. Tell me a little bit about your photography. It's just a passion for me, Stu. I've had a passion for it for over 20 years. Um, I have several cameras. I love shooting people. I also love shooting wildlife where I live. I mean, we have a lot of opportunity. Yeah. But I feel pictures tell so much of a story. You know, and it's so interesting to me. I think you can look at a picture sometimes and you, it, you can really read what's going on. Oh, yeah. Whether it's a couple or a family. Or just and a I face. Just, oh, my gosh. What kind of a equipment face. do you use? Um, I have all cannons. So all cannons. All cannons, yes, well, My for brother me. is the vice president of cannons. Okay. <laughs> so that's yeah, good. so I'm a cannon girl. So, yes. And my background it. goes back to being a uh, general manager yeah. of Nikon. Okay. So. No hard feelings, please. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Well, actually, in those days, because that was pretty long ago, cannon was just a wee, yeah, a wee was, bairn. And the reason why they went to television, and, were, and this is a funny story, the reason why they went to television is that the president at that time of Canon didn't want his product to be recognized as uh, bathroom towels. As bathroom? Canon ta- oh, Canon, Canon towels. Oh, ca- oh, my goodness. So it, yeah, it, that's interesting. That is it, interesting. It, it goes back a long way. Wow. I, I, I almost remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's not even necessary. But anyhow, so yes. uh, have you shown your work? No, I haven't. It's it's personal. It's, it's personal. But I've, I've taken pictures in the past of many people I've actually worked with. Uh-huh. Um, but I always love to document, you know, family gatherings, yeah. friends. People will ask me to do their portraits. It's just oh, yeah. it's something that just brings me a lot of pleasure. Wonderful. Yeah, good, good. Well, I'm glad that, that you have that extra thing because I imagine when you were sick it was one something that you, you probably enjoy doing. You can throw yourself into and distract yourself. Actually, from your... Stu, it's very interesting. When I was sick, I put my camera down. <gasps> Oh. oh, I put really? my camera down. Yes, oh. the first time I absolutely did. Oh. It was almost. It just had to go down for a while. Well, yeah. we have yeah. a piece of music here that will take us to our break. Our music is selected by Dale Zerbrick, who tries to choose music that fit the subject of the day. Here is Gertrude Lawrence <laughs> singing Cole Porter's song, "The Physician." I loved such a shattering physician Quite the best looking doctor in the state He looked after my physical condition And his bedside manner was great When I'd gaze up and see him there above me Looking less like a doctor than a Turk I was tempted to whisper, do you love me, or do you merely 
my bronchial tubes were entrancing. My epiglottis filled him with glee. He simply loved my larynx and went wild about my pharynx, but he never said he loved me. He said my epidermis was darling and found my blood as blue as could be. He went through wild ecstatics when I showed him my lymphatics, but he never said he loved me. And though no doubt it was not very smart of me, I kept on racking my soul to figure out why he loved every part of me. And yet not me as a whole, by my esophagus he was ravished, enthusiastic to a degree. He said it was just enormous, my appendix vermiformis, but he never said he loved me. He said my cerebellum was brilliant, and my cerebrum far from NG. I know he thought a lot of my medulla oblongata, but he never said he loved me. He said my maxillaries were marvels, and found my sternum stunning to see. He did a double hurdle when I shook my pelvic girdle, but he never said he loved me. He seemed amused when he first made a test of me to further his medical art. Yet he refused when he fixed up the rest of me to cure... Senior Moments will be right back with today's guest, Carolyn Ipel. This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. His sweet is I, the sweetest diabetes, but he never said he loved me. Stu and Nina are back with Carolyn here on Senior Moments, and we're opening the subject of her two very scary bouts with lymphoma. Lymphoma, excuse me. First, let's kind of have a description of what lymphoma is. Would you, Carolyn, Absolutely, Nina. Lymphoma is in the blood cancer category. It occurs when lymphocytes, which are our white blood cells that fight infection, become out of control. They can settle in your lymph nodes, and then as the disease progresses, they can travel to other parts of the body and to your organs. There are over 40 different types of lymphoma. Really? Yes. 40 different types? Yes. How well we'll get on to this. How yes. it would be diagnosed? And yes. All of that so stuff, I will tell you, you, I had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma the no. first time, and then Hodgkin's lymphoma the second time. Wow. Yes. Wow. Both how, aggressive. How close? Both. How close was this? In between. Um, they were. They were. The, the second one was diagnosed about two and a half, three years later on a routine scan, and they watched it for about a year before they started treatment. I can't even imagine the feeling that you had to have of learning that. Well, the second time really throws you for a loop. Yeah. If the first time doesn't do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So Absolutely. Please, please continue. So what is usually done to uh, treat 
Well, it depends upon the type of lymphoma. There are two types. There's indolent and non-indolent. So my particular type of lymphoma, the non-Hodgkin's large B cell, I needed to have chemotherapy and radiation. Aha. Uh-huh. So that was a strict protocol for me. So and, I, and what did what did you call them? Uh, non-Hodgkin's large B cell lymphoma. Did you say indolent or no. indolent and non-indolent. Indolent. Oh. Yes. It's a new word for me. Yes. So some people actually will have a type of lymphoma that they will have for their entire life. Aha. Uh-huh. And just live with. And, and live with treated. it and sometimes get treated, yeah. you know, during the course of a so year. That would for be me, called living with cancer. Correct. For me, they knew they could hit it hard. It was a very aggressive cancer, but they also knew they could hit it very hard. Yes. There was also a fairly new drug to the market um, called Rituxan, uh-huh. which is a monoclonal antibody, which really saved my life. It hadn't been around five years before. Wow. How and it's kind of like the icing on the cake. It goes in and finishes. It just really finishes yeah. the job. Wow. So I had over six months of very intense chemotherapy. And then on top of that, I had a month of radiation after. Yeah. Wow. You lost your hair and all. I lost my hair both times, still. Both wow. Times. Both, times. both times. Yes. And she that has is, beautiful hair, ladies. Yes. Thank this you. is a beautiful, this is a gorgeous woman sitting here. Thank you. Yes. Thank absolutely. You. And the fact that you have beaten it twice is astounding. Really. Well, when, they say when you go through chemo, and we should all never have to think have, about it, but uh, it kind of weakens you to such a point that you don't want to get out of bed. There were definitely days like that. Yes, absolutely. It very it can be exhausting, extremely weakening. Yeah. Your immune system plummets. Yes. Um, I was very lucky. I was fortunate. I had a doctor that believed in prophylactic medicine. He did not want to see me hospitalized. Some oncologists are like, well, if you get sick, we'll hospitalize you and we'll deal with it then. So people wind up with pneumonia, different That's infections. Yes. They'll be hospitalized for a month at a time. So I had a very strict protocol of uh, medications on top of my chemo to try and keep my body healthy. Ah, yes. And how about diet? Uh, how? Because they, they often well, say first that... first of all, can you eat? I mean, how do you feel like it? Do you feel like eating? No. The first few yes. days after chemotherapy, you usually don't. Interestingly enough, I also had very strange cravings. Um, I would crave fettuccine Alfredo and... Carvel chocolate ice cream. Somebody would think you're pregnant. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. (laughs) That would just be all I would want. So, you know, about a week out after treatment. But the first week, you really don't have much of an appetite at all. The nauseousness can be Mm. awful, even with the medications. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Sure. No, we've, we've had experience. We know. Unfortunately, we know if more than enough people who have gone through this. Right. So It is hard. Yeah. However, I always say I am so grateful for medicine and technology. Yes. It saved my life. Yeah. I yeah. never, ever once claimed, you know, um, complained about going through chemotherapy. Never. I was so grateful that this would keep me here. Yeah. Oh. And I knew, I always kept my eye down the road in the future and said, I will beat this. I will be healthy. Well, yeah, this is interesting because there's again uh, mind over matter. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you attribute a lot of your success? Your positive, to the positive I absolutely attitude? do, and I just had this conversation with a group of um, friends I was with the other night. And you know, it's interesting. People I've met in my personal life and professional life, when they're diagnosed, newly diagnosed with cancer, and the woe is me, and why did this happen? And oh my goodness, I'm going to die. They actually really don't do well. 
from what I've observed. But if you're just like, you know what? I'm putting my boxing gloves on. We're going to do this. I want to be here for my family. Family helps. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I'm sure your daughter was very seriously involved. Yes. And you know what, Stu? I just wanted to see her through school. And I knew I had to be there for it. That's, you know, you're talking about purpose. Yes. You're a person with purpose. And I think just having that as your, yes. you know, as your goal, that it, it's very meaningful. I only yeah. had one good cry after just being diagnosed. And I was coming home late at night after having met my dad for dinner to talk about, you know, what treatment was going to look like. And I stopped in front of her elementary school. Mm-hmm. And I pictured her on the steps and alone waiting for me. And oh. I wasn't there. Oh. And I cried oh. all the way home. And I said, I am going to do everything possible to beat this disease yes. and to be there for her. Good for you. And that's oh. what did it. What would you advise a family who just heard of something like this? Yeah, who are going through the, this. And how they thing. can support yes, somebody. exactly. So what I would really say to them, be there for your loved one or your friend as much as possible. Don't just call and say, you know, oh, I'm here if you need me. You know, really, really show up, cook a meal, stop over, shop for groceries, take a walk together, talk about anything other than cancer, laugh together. You know, when my friends used to come over and say, oh, how are you? I'd say, you know what, just please tell me about work. What's going on there? What's going on here? Like, let's just have a normal conversation. No, the first treatment, the first time I got sick, I, I was not working. Second time I did. You really took the effort to go out to work every day? It was not easy, but I was able to do a lot of work from home with the company I was with at that point. So, yes. Um, I will say, you know, there's no set rules and every relationship is different. Um, But with friendship and family, getting through cancer, it really makes a difference. And, you know, sometimes the best thing is just to show up and hug the person and tell them you love them. But just show up. You know, and some people are incapable. I did have friends there that disappeared are, for a while, and I had other friends that showed up weekly. They would just well, ring the doorbell. Well, this is it. This what can I do thing does right. not help because you don't know what to tell them. But when you actually, like you said, cook a meal, go supermarketing. We had a very dear friend, may she rest in peace, Very, she had a, a very, very uh, aggressive. She went to work. Mm-hmm. But... She really needed to nap during the day. I bought her one of those chenille, uh, I guess, wraps, mm-hmm. Rowanas, whatever. She used to take that and curl up mm-hmm. under her desk. Gives me chills. And take her little nap under her desk. I love what it. What fortitude. That's a beautiful gift, Nina. What fortitude. Beautiful. Right. I mean, that. Mm-hmm. I also had the honor of shaving her head for her. Oh my God, that brings me, it, mm-hmm. that really brings me to tears. And I had asked her, would you want me to do that when she was going to wear her? She said, yes, she right. wants that. Carolyn, <sighs> how has cancer changed your life? Oh my goodness, Stu. Um, I will say cancer has changed my life in a lot of different ways. I will say I've always been a pretty happy person. Um, however, I am happier now, and I also live with so much gratitude. Oh. You know, Happy means positive? Positive, just happy. Like, don't sweat the small Small stuff. stuff. Oh, my goodness. Like, yes. You know, when I break it down for me now, what I've worked into my life, like five minutes, five weeks, five years, how important is it? 
Yeah. You know, what's really important? I, you, too many people are too stressed out and angry and, you know what, I want to be happy. We're here. It's a gift. We're alive. You know, my heart is beating. I'm here for my family. Um, I'm always thankful for another day. And, you know, there are side effects from chemo and radiation that have that never gone away. Really? Yeah. Would you... Would you tell us? Oh, I'll get to that. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I will tell you, once you hear those words, you have cancer, your values and your priorities really shift. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if that doesn't change you, nothing will. That's right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I am so moved by you. Let's move on a little bit because the work that you do seems to involve people who are unfortunate with cancer or something like that. Tell us a little bit about your company, the name, mm-hmm. the, the uh, operation, and what you do for it. Yes, Could, absolutely, sure. Yeah, I only wanted to ask one thing before ask we Ask as many questions as you this. want. <laughs> um, people really want to know what can they do for cancers like lymphoma or even leukemia or whatever. I mean, other than blood donations? Nina, that's a great question, and I appreciate that you asked that. So there is something called the Bone Marrow Foundation, and this can help save many lives. So you can get a simple swab of your cheek, Mm. and you can be put into the Bone Marrow Registry. So I was very close to needing a stem cell transplant, and at the last minute I went in for another opinion into the city, and they said, no, we're going to hold that for you. So if if they weren't able to use my bone marrow, we would have needed to find um, someone that I could use. And this is worldwide. So it's such a simple thing to do. Like I said, it's a swab in your cheek. There's always... Um, events that go on for this for bone marrow drives and you can really save a life I have a very good friend I went to high school with her son had leukemia several years ago he needed a bone marrow transplant and his person was from Poland interesting and it saved his life yeah and it's not that difficult a procedure you know when they extract the bone marrow that's needed it it is done under general anesthesia it comes out of your hip Hip. but Mm. it's such a it's something you can do to save somebody you're not losing an organ or anything like that are there any age limitations on that i think it might be 60 Ah, I think it's up to 60. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I also, think probably no prior cancers. Yeah. And also if you had hepatitis or something. Correct. Can, exactly. Can, See, that's yeah, uh, no prior cancers, hepatitis. Yes. Uh, that rules. That certainly rules. It ruled me out. I used mm-hmm. to donate blood all the time. And then I did too, I and I can't anymore. I can't anymore. Mm. I know. And she's uh, the right number. I, yeah. Oh, negative. So I am I. <gasps> really? <laughs> and I can't give any more, unfortunately. Well, could I give to you and you to me, maybe? Why <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep our own blood stash. <laughs> yes. There we oh. go. Oh. Well, let's get back to the company here. Okay, sure. <laughs> so I work for a great company. It's called Pravatis Care Solutions. Um, we've been around 14 years. We originated in Boston. We've worked our way down the coast. Um, and we provide total lifestyle support for individuals that need nursing or personal assistance in in their home. We offer a full continuum of, of care and our team is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Wow. Yes. yes. And it is so needed today. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. It's and people really are living well, longer. What, what, and with actually, what actually do you do? So what I do, I'm a client services consultant. So I meet with potential clients and their families. I get to know what healthcare challenges they are facing. Then I help them to design a plan that is suited to their unique situation and preferences. Mm-hmm. So, so I will guide them as far as 
maybe going home from the hospital or rehab and, you know, the level of care that they will need. So you also help them with the persons or a person if they needed on a daily basis? Yes. So we employ, we're a very large agency. We employ home health aides and registered nurses to provide mm. care in their home. Yeah. Well, and yeah. sometimes it's not even in their home. It may be in an assisted living where they now need one-on-one care. Yeah. So wherever their home is, that's where we will provide the care. Right. And we are a New York State licensed home care agency. And, and how is this paid for? It is all private pay. It is also covered through long-term care insurance. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's something we don't have. <laughs> I know. A lot of people don't. Don't, yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. We didn't get it at the time that it was uh, feasible for us to have it. It's true. I will also share with you our ideal client um, is anyone that really is in need of high-quality, high-touch professional care in their home, someone who expects a high level of professionalism from their caregivers. And, you know, just to share with you, I mean, we hire caregivers who are passionate about caring and view it more than just a job. Mm. And also, I mean, my company, we, we just... They value every employee, every single person they truly treasure and are treated very well. We're also extremely selective about who we hire. Everyone is seasoned, polished, and experienced. We have another music break here that will take us to the end of this segment. Here is Gloria Gaynor singing, I Will Survive.
Senior Moments. We'll be right back with Carolyn Ipel in a few moments. This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Senior Moments with Nina and Stu is back uh, with our producer guest, Carolyn <laughs> Ipel. Uh, Carolyn, you really seem very comfortable talking about your bout with cancer. I mean, that is, I think, quite, quite impressive. Um, I really need to, to ask you, how has being a cancer survivor changed the way you approach your work? Mm, good question, Nina. So... Mm. I would say working in healthcare and also working with so many people that may have very challenging or even hopeless situations, I can be empathetic by putting myself easily into another person's shoes. I can really feel their emotions and their energy oh, yeah. and really be them, be there for them and also for their families and help guide them. That's, yes. When yes, you were working while under treatment, People must have seen the fact that you had a bandana on and so on. <laughs> it must have closely, yeah. it, it must have been very difficult. So the second time I went through it, I didn't shave my head right, right away. I wanted to hold on to every little last piece of hair I possibly yeah. could. So my hair thinned a lot. Um, and when I did go out, I had a great red wig that I wore. Oh. <laughs> so I hid it well. On weekends, I did always wear a bandana, though. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and some people did know. And then towards the end, um, I did have to take just a short break to really kind of just take care of myself. So and then that's when I lost every last bit of hair on my head oh. <laughs> right at the end. But yes. well, it grew yeah. back beautifully. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> but did you did you find that it was off-putting in any way for people? Because no, because I always, I'm always one of these people that wants to make sure everyone's comfortable. Yeah. So if I was in a professional situation or even at a family event, I would always wear my wig. And it oh, was so yes. well done that you wouldn't know. Yeah. It looked like my hair. Yeah, I'm sure. It wait, really did. Can I ask where you It was custom made. Wig? It yes, was custom made. Yes. Sure. Yes, it was oh, custom. Oh, they're the only kind mm -hmm. to be. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, how would you mentor others? Who are going through. Have you mentored others? Yes, absolutely. Sure. Well, I assume yes. that she mentored others. So. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, and listen, my heart breaks for people with a new diagnosis of cancer. Yeah. No one ever thinks they're going to hear it. No one ever thinks they're going to be sitting in a chemotherapy chair. Um, they don't know where to turn, and they don't know how to get the support that they need. So I love being able to support them on this journey and try and guide them from yeah. my experience and get them going in the right direction. Sometimes people just go to their regular physician and then he'll recommend a hematologist that right. handles all cancers. And that's not what you want. Yeah. You really want a doctor that specializes in your particular cancer. So you yeah. need to find an oncologist that specializes in your cancer. And how and do go you with them. do that? Listen, we live in one of the greatest places in the world for treatment. The, People come from all over all the world to go into Sloan. New York yeah. City. Absolutely. Um, Cornell Weill, Sloan, yeah. absolutely. So, which, which one did you go to? I was actually treated on Long Island both times. And then when I almost went in for my stem cell transplant, I went into Sloan Kettering, mm -hmm. who they followed me for years after mm. that. And I love them there. Yeah. And the doctor I had actually, he did lymphoma. But his specialty were the two that I had. So some doctors, it breaks oh. down that small wow. particular types, subtypes of your yes. cancer. 
Yes. And that's what you really want. You know, you don't want just a general oncologist. No. no. So you went into Sloan for your treatments or at the, you, end. At the no, satellite at the office. End. They have a satellite out here, isn't that? They true? do in Comac, yeah. but every all my follow-up everything was done in the city. It it's was. where I was comfortable. Did you have a chemo buddy? No. You didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Actually, the first time I was treated, um, I was always in the chair for at least eight hours. And the beautiful thing was the first doctor that treated me, Dr. Joe Papala, he would sit with me at the end of the day. I would always be his last patient. Really? I'd be the first one in and the last one out. And he'd always sit with me the last hour. But I usually always had a family member with me. Oh, okay. Which was really nice. That is, that's that's your chemo buddy. Absolutely. Oh, yes. I thought you meant like someone I saw when I was there. No, 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 no. No, yes. I always did have a friend or a family member with me. Yeah, because I think that is almost more important Mm -hmm. and... I did that right. too. Yes, I, yes, we had. Even though I would sleep half the time, just to know they're just, there just, yes. is a lot of support. Or just to be driven in. Oh just my gosh! Yeah, there was no way I could drive home. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Right. Oh my god! And I know what driving home from Sloan is like in the middle of rush hour. God. <laughs> anyway, oh. We're going on the FDR. Glad it, 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 it has worked out the way <laughs> yes, it has me too. for you. Really, this me is. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. So what would you like to. What, what other what, controls are on you now at this point, Carolyn? As far as oversight? Uh, yeah. I Control. have been freed from Sloan. I am seven years out um, this just this past January from my last treatment. Wow. So great. knock on wood. Knock on I am wood. I'm knocking. I'm yes. knocking. So no more scans, no more yeah, CAT you're scans, get our no our more engineer PET upset. scans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's no more blood too. tests. <laughs> yes. So I'm very fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and just being diligent now with my routine follow-ups with well, of course, regular you doctors. Have to, sure. Yes. Of you have to be really on top of mm-hmm. everything. Are you on There's a lot no of question. medication? None. Good. I take vitamins. That's it. Good, good. Special vitamins that you were. No, I take no, multivitamins. Just regular. Yep. Yep. Good. Vitamin D. Multivitamin. You're a regular ordinary yes. person. I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, was, I'm happy to hear that. What yes. was one of your most memorable experiences when you were at work or what working? Oh my gosh, Sue! I have so many memorable times. Um, you know, I will share with you, I've met many interesting people. I've also yeah. actually met many famous, famous people, people, which right. is interesting, yeah. taking care of their parents. That's the um, only way they could afford to do it. Well, no, there we have a lot of regular people, too. Regular, but, regular people. You know, I think um, being there for someone, when I worked in assisted living, I would say being there for someone as they die has had the most <gasps> impact for me. Oh. When I worked in assisted living, there were times that a resident was all alone with family out of state, and they oh. were dying. So I would stay with them until their their last breath. I mean, there were weekends I would call my family and say, I'm here. I don't know when you'll see me. And I would sit bedside. I never, ever wanted someone to die alone. So, you know, and I really feel if you want to live fully and you want to be able to appreciate the people who touch you while they're here, you also need to be with them on their, yes. the end of their journey. Yes. And it's, a lot of people can't do it. And I do recognize that. For me, it was a gift, though. Yes. To be there and talk to someone and hold their hand yes. as they left Earth. Wow. I, I, I understand. That's extraordinarily... I, I know. I know, and it's a hard topic even for people to talk about, but we all do go. It's a it's a terribly hard topic, and you know what made it more easy for me to talk about too, is being there for my parents when Mm -hmm. each one 
when each one yes. was go. I, you know, I was with my Went sister. Went to sleep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is... And I lost I, my stepmom two years ago to pancreatic cancer, oh and boy. for 10 days I never left her side. Wow. So I was with her right yeah. up to the very that end. Is, that is really a gift. It is that a is gift. That is truly a gift. It what inspires gift. you? Oh, my oh. gosh, Stu. Another question that there's so <laughs> many answers. Probably too many to answer, honestly. I mean, my goodness, what inspires me? A sunrise, a sunset, um, seeing a baby laugh, seeing an artist at work. I mean, seeing... Simple s- stuff. Oh, gosh, yeah. Life. Simple stuff. Life. Seeing yeah. a stranger help somebody on the street. I know. I know. And when you said baby laugh, that is you know. one of the old time. Oh, my gosh. Watching my daughter. I'll be walking down the street with her. And the next thing you know, she says, Mom, I'll be right back. And she goes into the drugstore like Duane Reed, and she'll come back out with a full bag of food. And she'll walk over and hand it to a homeless person. Wow. You raised I mean, her right. But those are the things that yes. inspire me. The, when, yes. You know, being there for other people. Yeah. Caring. What, would you, what yeah. would you say to your younger self? Oh, my gosh. Another good question. <laughs> well, that, that question is Was that, that James that... Lipton? Was he? <laughs> Remember? That's right. Yes. Yes. I, <laughs> I would Do... say to my younger self, um, know that you will get through whatever life throws your way. Uh, follow your passions. Don't let anyone ever tell you your dreams are out of reach. And only you know your full potential. Wow. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. recognizing that we reach a very important audience, especially for your work, would you kind of tell us a little bit about your company and how to reach you? Sure, absolutely. So, Provada's Care. Um, if someone did want to talk to me or just needed guidance, you know, I'm also a senior care specialist. So, uh-huh. any type of guidance, managing, you know, through rehabs, hospital stays, Medicare, I'm happy to help any way that I can. Yeah. So, the direct number to reach me is 516 um, 491 5196. Again, 516 491 5196. Okay. How about a website? Our website is www.pravatuscare.com. P-R-I-V-A-T-U-S-C-A-R-E.com. All? All one. Yep. All, okay. All one. Yeah. All one. And what will they get in that? Will they get a way to sign in? or They will get our full website. It really shows what we do and the different types of care that we provide yeah. because we do everything. We do end-of-life care. We do cosmetic surgery. We do people really? that just need a companion. Sure, Ooh. we do all different people that, you know, recently had surgery and need full hands-on mm-hmm. care. Ah, yeah. um, it talks about our nursing care. So they'll really get a good oversight of who we are and what we offer. Yeah. And what you're doing in, in, the, in the business. Yes, so absolutely. Do you yes. have competition? There is a lot of um, agencies out there. I really do feel that we do it different because mm-hmm. of how we hire and how we care. It's not just about the margins. It's really about people. Um, it's interesting. There's a lot of home care agencies popping up now, people that maybe have no background in home care or passion for it. Yeah. Um, I know people that were on Wall Street that just say, oh, this could be a great opportunity. I'm going to go open a home care agency. They have no clue and no passion. They just see it for the money. And that's the wrong reason. You Mm. really have to be passionate about what you do. So how do you become selective in this case? 
as far as who I went to work for. Oh, and I was extremely selective. We started having conversations and I really wanted to get to know what they do, their mission, what's guided them, how they operate. Um, And that's what really drove me, you know, to transition to them. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're really... So you really are a very thorough person. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. you know, for someone that really wants um, good quality of care and cares about that, you know, and they want to know that they're going to have reliable people and people that are seasoned and experienced, that's where we step yeah. in. Yeah. Absolutely. I know, because you see ads on TV that Joan London, you know, Place for Mom... Right, and they don't provide direct care. They really help navigate through the Just assisted navigation. Well, there you go. There's too. competition, yeah. and you start immediately talking about other areas, and then you find out that they don't do what you're really looking no, for. No, they don't yeah, do yeah, it at right. all. They strictly do assisted living. That's their bread and butter. Uh-huh. Um, I know them well. I actually have friends that work for them. Uh-huh. And they get reimbursed. So when someone gets placed into an assisted living that they've recommended, that assisted living of course. sends money back to a place for mom. Right, so that's how right. It happens, you scratch so. your back, I'll scratch <laughs> I guess so, right. <laughs> are are you exactly. involved with hospice as well? Yes. So oh, we yes, work with too. all the hospice agencies on Long Island with them because there's hospice you're reimbursed through medicare right so they'll give a short amount of hours you know for someone to have some additional care in the home and then we provide a lot of support on top of that uh-huh. yeah okay i i you're taking my breath away carolyn you really are you are a, such a font of of information i, I, I i'm like overwhelmed I can't thank you enough and for we have to tell that to our audience that yes. if they want to reach or for anything like this we should we will be happy to help her well yes we can also provide them with information pertaining to you um we also thank today we thank dan cox our wcwp man station manager who's sitting in for chris maffey our beloved engineer (laughs) but so i thank you and dale of course as usual for doing all your your wonderful things um, so I guess, yeah, that, well, and we, we, I thank you for being you. <laughs> <laughs> I thank me for no, being I really me. thank Carolyn. I think that, <laughs> that it was a very interesting and very exciting show. Went too fast. It did. It did go it fast. It really did. Absolutely. But this we is... will close the show with Happy Days Are Here Again. Most appropriate. Sung by our former Erasmus Hall graduate, Barbara Streisand. Mm. of you at last Howdy gay times Cloudy gray times You are now a thing of the Above are clear again 
So let's sing a song of cheer again. Happy days are here again. All together, shout it now. There's no one who can doubt it now. This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. This is Nina and Stuart Held saying before Senior Moments signs off for today, please remember... Youth is a gift of nature, but age is a work of art. The Glencove Senior Center's website is one word, glencoveseniorcenter.com. Now, if you liked our show today and want to hear previous episodes, subscribe to our podcast, Senior Moments, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. See you on the radio.